0: Don't stand there and try to figure it out. Don't try to rationalize it. Don't stand there and try to be strong. Don't try to resist the temptation. Run from it. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. <laughs> we welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us at airjesus.com. Stay tuned to today's message. We're doing part three of something we started a couple of weeks ago entitled Controlling Your Flesh. I so would like to read just a little humor that I came across this week. And it reads, the Reverend Billy Graham tells of a time early in his ministry when he arrived in a small town to preach a sermon. Wanting to mail a letter, he asked a young boy where the post office was. When the boy had told him, Dr. Graham thanked him and said, if you will come to the church this evening, you can hear me telling everyone how to get to heaven. I don't think I'll be there," the boy said. "You don't even know your way to the post office." <laughs> <laughs> Open your Bibles if you will to our text. We're looking uh been dealing primarily with 1 Corinthians chapter 9 as the text that we Began, and we've been teaching from 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 24 through 27. Ready, let's begin reading with verse 24, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Ready, read. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain... Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. I want to read uh, verse 27 from another translation that really makes it clear. He says, But I discipline my body. And keep it under control. And so we're using as a subject for this series, part three, controlling your flesh, controlling your flesh. The Bible just tells us over and over again, not to cater to our flesh but to discipline it, to do something about it. I, re- I recall the reason I started teaching on this, I had allowed my flesh to get out of control in a few areas. And, I, you know, I just, one day the light just came on and said, you know, the spirit of God said, you control this. You do something about it. And when he said it, I, I immediately uh, saw 1 Corinthians 9, 27. You discipline your body. You bring it under control. We have to do something with our own flesh. God's already given us that ability and that power and the spirit of Christ that's on the inside of us to do something with this flesh. This flesh will seek to lead you, to guide you. It'll lead you and it'll, it'll try to drive your life and master your life. It'll cause you to end up in ruin and great destruction if you allow the body to have its way. And so the Bible tells us you keep your body under, bring it under control. You discipline your body. Turn to your neighbor and say, you... Discipline your body. You have to let your flesh know who is in control because the flesh will think that it's running the show. No, you have to let it know who's in Control. You gotta make this flesh go to bed at night. Make it get up in the morning. You know the saying early to bed, early to rise, makes one happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. So you gotta make yourself go to bed. You gotta make yourself get up. You gotta you got so you gotta make yourself you gotta make yourself work out. You gotta make yourself disciplined to get your body in shape. You gotta your flesh doesn't wanna do those things. You gotta make yourself do it. I was talking to Pastor Nathaniel the other day on the phone, and he was on the treadmill and he was just telling me all about his training routine and what he was making his body do. He was training for the Navy SEALs and he was telling me how fast he got to run and, and how much he has to, he was making, and I just love, he was making his body do it. He said, he said, man, this is not easy, but he said, I got to do it. I'm making myself do it. And so I, I love that we have to use that same discipline and that same control over our flesh to have mastery over our flesh and over our lives. It's what the Bible tells us to do. If we allow the flesh to lead it will only lead you into things to gratify itself doing things that are unprofitable unproductive things that are ungodly and things that are unhealthy and things that ultimately lead to your destruction you know the bible says and you don't have to turn there but Galatians chapter 6 verse Seven and eight, it says, uh, God is not mocked. That what a man sows, he will reap. Then it goes on to say, if you sow to the flesh of the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. Or another translation says, you will reap destruction and ruin. In other words, if you give the body what it wants, if you listen to its appetites, if you allow its cravings and its desires, if you allow uh, the urges of your flesh to have its way, the Bible says you are sowing to your flesh, and it might be fun while you're sowing. Oh, it's fun to sow to the flesh. Now, don't get me wrong; you have a good time. The flesh knows how to. Can't nobody party like your flesh? That flesh knows how to party. I mean, it knows how to feel good. It knows how to have a good time. It knows how to enjoy itself. So don't get me wrong. It's fun sowing to the flesh. Oh, but when it's time to reap, oh boy, you won't like what you have to reap from the flesh. The flesh, when it's time to reap, think about it just in the terms of one of the areas we talked about that you have to control your flesh is in the in the area of diet. Think about if you just let yourself loose and ate everything you wanted. Cheeseburger, pizza, hamburger, uh, barbecue, ribs, and fried chicken, french fries, and you just let yourself get with the ice cream and doughnuts, pie, cake, and you just do whatever you want. Now, it's fun sowing, but one day, one day, you're going to have to reap, you're going to have to reap, and the Bible is saying you're going to reap ruin and destruction because you have sown to the appetites of your flesh. But think about, the Bible says, but when you sow to the Spirit, you you reap life. When you listen to what the Spirit, when you know, you're sowing broccoli to yourself. Oh, and cauliflower. And carrots and onions and asparagus and spinach. Oh, isn't that delicious? Glory, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> you know those those things don't sound good but those things that keep cancer away from you those things that keep heart disease away from you those things that keep uh diabetes away from you so you know we we have a we have a choice here whether we're sowing to the flesh whether we're sowing to the spirit so we're talking about controlling your flesh controlling your flesh sometimes our flesh just wants to be sloppy wants to be lazy and uh you know we need to clean up some areas sometimes we need to Just go home and clean up. Just don't let yourself just go. Clean your house up, clean your room up, make your bed up. your car. Now, I'm preaching to myself too because remember, I told you I got several areas of the flesh that are out of control that I'm working on. So, I'm doing this message, I'm preaching to myself. So, the Holy Spirit just simply directed me. He said, Call out a lot of areas, and when certain people hear certain areas, a light bulb will go off and they'll be able to do something about it. So, I'm calling out some areas. Some of you need to go to bed early at night so you can get up early in the morning. Some of you need to go home and clean up. Clean up. The Holy Ghost is saying, Clean up. <laughs> clean up. Clean up your house. Clean up your car. Clean up your desk. Clean up your space. Control your flesh. Control, discipline yourself. Bring discipline. So I'm going to be calling out. I'm, I'm stepping on my own toes, but I'm calling them out in the house. Oh, we are, oh, we work, we, 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 in this together. We in this together. See, we all live in a fleshly body. I hate people who try to be so spiritual with their like they're not struggling with anything and they're just, they have it all, you know, they're just, per- nobody's perfect here in, in this flesh. We're all, that's why we all have to live by this book. We all have to discipline ourselves and control ourselves. I, I, we started giving you some areas that need to be controlled. Here's are some areas that you need to control and, discipline your flesh. And we, number one, we talked about the things you eat. I won't waste time going over that, but I just give you the keys. We mentioned number one, we said, don't bring it in the house. If it's bad for you, don't bring it in the house. Number two, we said, eat smaller portions. And I like Dr. Fred price, Dr. Fred price. He said he loves ice cream. He loves, and he has a, he, he just has a craving for ice cream, but this man is so disciplined. He has such mastery over his flesh. He said that what he does, he goes into the freezer at night and he eats one teaspoon of ice cream and that's it. He said, that's it. He said, that's all his body gets. One teaspoon. He said he gets his teaspoon, he eats his teaspoon, he closes it back up, back in the freezer, and that's it. That's the end of that. No matter what his body is saying, no matter how much is craving, how much it wants a whole bowl, and it wants two or three scoops. No, one teaspoon, and that's all you're getting. Now he lives with such discipline and such control. That really, I mean, I like, wow, that's that is that is really massive. Over, over your flesh. So I love the way that he, he just lives with this one. So anyway, we said eat smaller portion. Turn to your neighbor said eat smaller portions. If you're used to getting a foot long, try six inch. I got a foot long today. I ordered a foot long, and I said, "You know, I'm not going to eat this foot long. I normally would eat a foot long, but I said, I'm, I'm bringing my flesh more under control. I said, I'm going to eat six inches and take my wife home six inches, and that's what I did. I, I got, I ordered a foot long, but I, I controlled myself. I said, I'm just, I don't need this whole foot long. That's too much for anybody. <laughs> so I ate six inches, took my wife home, and she was glad to get her six inches too. See, you can share with people when you eat smaller portions, eat, turn to your neighbor and say, eat smaller portions. Uh, another key we said is is don't eat late at night. We talked about the detriment of that to the body, eating late at night, how that just has your body working all night. You wake up tired. You wonder why you're waking up so tired. Well, because your body's been working all night because you ate so late. So don't eat. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't eat late at night. And the and the last key we talked about was having a reward system. Now I believe in the balance of life. And I, don't, I don't think you should just um, you know go through life and you just where you're just bored and just you're so strict on yourself. There's no enjoyment. I believe in the balance, and so you ought to reward yourself. So if you make your body, say if you make your body work out four days a week, then then, then reward yourself. You know, have a have a piece of fried chicken. Have a have a have a dessert. You've earned it. You turn your neighbor and say you've earned it. <laughs> You know, you when you stuck on your program and you've disciplined yourself and you've been drinking your gallon of water and you've been doing your exercise, then reward yourself. So you ought to look forward to something. You ought to, everybody say you ought to have something to look forward to. Turn there and say have something to look forward to. So reward yourself. So I don't, I don't believe in just being a stickler and there's no joy, no enjoyment in life. No. Enjoy, you can enjoy things, but use it as a reward system because I've been doing this and I'll, I'll cheat a little bit and reward myself. All right. Well, here's another, here's another area that, uh, we find in the flesh that we need to control. And that's the area of addictions. Addictions. Addictions can grip our lives. And they'll drive us and have us completely out of control. We're no longer mastery over ourselves, but some substance or some addiction is ruling our lives and ruling over us, whether it's drinking or smoking or drugs, etc. It doesn't matter what the addiction is. Addictions are all the same. Well, I want to just give you a few keys of, of, of dealing with addictions. Now, remember what I said. The Holy Spirit said, as I call these areas out, it'll, it'll cut a light bulb on in your heart. When a particular area you might have been struggling with, when you hear it, it'll, it'll do something to you. And so I'm just calling out areas, drinking, smoking, drugs, etc. cetera, addictions. Well, here's some things. Here's some keys to, to help you to bring your flesh under control, to gain mastery back over your body, over your flesh, over your life where addictions are concerned. Key number one, same key that we gave under the food category is, is don't bring it in the house. If you know if it's a harmful substance, something that you're struggling with, dealing with, don't bring it. Turn to your neighbor said, don't bring it in the house. Key number two, be willing to get help. Be willing to get help. Have someone you can be accountable to have an accountability partner, somebody that that, that can check up on your progress, somebody that can uh, that you have a given account to. This really helps you when you know that you're not out there by yourself struggling with something, slipping back into something you have nobody to report to, nobody to give an account to. So I don't care if it's a person or a program or some type of support group. Put, give, make yourself have some type of accountability, have somebody uh, that you can uh, give account to. So be willing to get help. Be willing to get help. Key number three, avoid certain places, certain people and certain bad influences. You know that if you have struggled with a particular addiction, there are certain places. I mean, if you've stuck, if you've struggled uh, with drinking, you don't need to be hanging around a, a bar. That's not really a good place to hang out. It's not a good place to hang out. So, there are certain places, certain people, certain bad influences uh, that you need to avoid. That's key number three. Key number four immerse yourself in God's word. Immerse yourself in God's word. I've heard testimony. After testimony of people who had certain addictions and they said they got somewhere and they got into a convention where somebody was just preaching the word every day. And they were in this convention day in and day out hearing the word preached sometimes, you know, eight hours a day. And they said at the end of that convention, all addictions were gone. No more alcohol, no more smoking. Those addictions, there's something powerful about when you're sitting under God's word, something powerful that rises up in you that will break addiction. Addictions in your life. So submerse yourself in God's word. If you have to drag your body to a meeting every night of the week, find a Bible study every night, do whatever you got to do, but submerse yourself in God's word. And that will help you to break addictions in your life. Here's key number five. Replace. The bad addiction with a good activity. Replace the bad addiction. So when you get rid of something that's a bad addiction, replace it with something good. I don't care. I mean, if you if you just kick the habit on smoking, and whenever you feel the urge to smoke, try chewing on a little a uh, little carrot stick. Cut it in the same size as a cigarette. <laughs> but you gotta. So you gotta be creative. You gotta. I mean, make yourself feel like you're smoking. Just walk in with a little carrot stick. Just walk in and you have your little carrot stick, you know, you, you got to be creative, you got to be, but you got to replace it. You got to replace it. So find something healthy, find something healthy. You know, if you have to go jogging or if you got to do something, work out, or, but find a healthy replacement, a healthy alternative uh, when you're when you're breaking that addiction. I like my little carrot stick idea. I love that. I love that. <laughs> All right, here's another area. Here's another. I gave you enough keys under addictions. Uh but here's another area of the flesh that we ought to control, that we ought to bring under control. And that's uh we ought to discipline our flesh and discipline our bodies in the area of our sexual urges. Now this is a big area. This is a huge area. Tony David said this is huge. Now I can't possibly uh, get into this and, and delve into everything, but this is this is this is a huge area. But I will refer you to bedroom talk. That's a that's a. Uh... That's the book written by Pastor James and Pastor Stephanie a Bedroom Talk that really gets into all the intimate details and questions and answers. But but that is one of the areas that we have to we have to. Now, the the sexual urge, the sexual appetite in and of itself is not evil. It's God given. God wired us this way. It's our biological Physiological makeup. It's, it's the way God, you know, uh, I, somebody wrote a book years ago called Sex is God's Idea. And it is. God made us, He made something wonderful for mankind to enjoy uh, in the holy confines of holy matrimony, where it would be pleasurable and beautiful, where it would be for man's highest enjoyment and oneness, and, and just a beautiful experience. But here's uh, the problem is when we uh, allow our natural urges to somehow get out of the arena where God created them to be enjoyed. And then those natural urges can now get you in a lot of trouble. And we've seen people of all statues and because nobody is immune to this. I mean, if you are alive, you, you have. I remember our our pastor was in his our old pastor. He was in his 80s. He said, I'm 80 years old. And he's in, and I can't stand it. He said, David couldn't stand it. Solomon couldn't stand it. And he said, I'm 80 years old and I can't stand. It. But he was talking about he was talking about his sexual urges. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, it's it's something that all of us, all of us have to have to deal with this. But uh, we do have to exercise discipline and control. Otherwise, if we leave, if we leave the flesh to itself to operate, To lead us, we just leave ourselves to our own appetites, lusts and desires. Your flesh will lead you into all type of illicit affairs, adultery, pornography, fornication, homosexuality, all type of lewd behavior. And you just you find yourself in a complete mess. Remember, the Bible says if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap ruin and destruction. And so it can ruin your relationships. It can ruin your body. It can it can ruin your mind. It, it, it ruins your spirit. I mean, it can really mess you up. It can ruin your career. It can ruin your money. I mean, if you get into the wrong type of thing, the wrong appetites and allow your appetites to take control and, and they're leading you outside of the confines in which God created sex to be enjoyed and our sexual urges to be expressed, if you get outside of that, it can lead you into all type of heartache. Now, here's what the Bible says about it. I like the Bible. The Bible is very blunt about it. In 1 Corinthians chapter six, uh, verse 18 through through 20. But first, you don't have to turn to 1 Corinthians six eighteen. Simply says, flee fornication. I like that. And that's what the Bible. The Bible says, don't stand there and try to figure it out. Don't try to rationalize it. Don't stand there and try to be strong. Don't try to resist the temptation. The Bible says run from it. There is no resisting the temptation you have. To, the Bible says, get out of there. Don't try to fight it. Don't try to stand up to it. Don't be a man about it. The Bible simply says, get out of there. Run, flee. I read one translation that said, run for your life. <laughs> you run. That's what Joseph did in the Bible. When 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 Potiphar's wife made advances on him. The Bible says he left his robe in her hands and he ran for his life. He fled. He didn't stand there trying to explain to Mrs. Potiphar why they shouldn't do that. He, you know, he didn't stand there saying, "Well, you know, maybe this is this is not the right, uh, this is not appropriate, Mrs. Potiphar." He didn't stand there naked trying to explain to her exactly why they. Sh- he, the Bible says Joseph fled. He ran for his life, and that's exactly what the Bible tells you to do: flee fornication. I remember. I had to run out of a woman's house but I don't have time to give you all those details. I don't have time to give you all those details. I'm serious I had to run out of a woman's house. Now some of you saying well what were you doing in there? Well you know certain things happen and you end up in certain places. (laughs) Somebody needed a ride home and you know and you know you know how things go but anyway. <laughs> I had to run out of a woman's house. That's what the Bible, the Bible says, flee. Turn to your neighbor and say, flee for anything. Now, y'all look like y'all want to hear the rest of my little story. Don't worry about my story. You just flee for a <laughs> I didn't stand there trying to figure things I, I got out of there. I ran out of there. I knew something wasn't quite right. I could tell the way that woman was looking at me. I knew it wasn't right. And so I got out of there. I got I, 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 <laughs> And that's what the Bible says the Bible says flee fornication. Get out of there. Get out of, turn your and say, get out of there. of them say, "Get out of there." Now, here are some here are some safeguards, here are some safeguards to use. Um don't allow yourselves to be alone or in compromising situations. I know some pastors, uh, they use certain safeguards so that they don't get caught up in, into this temptation. And so they won't counsel a member of the opposite sex alone. Some of them have their wives present or some other staff member present. Uh, we were in a, a pastor's conference and one pastor told us that he was not allowed to ride in the car with anybody of the opposite sex in his office. And, and so they had certain safeguards, certain safeguards. He wasn't allowed to go out to lunch with somebody of the opposite. So you have to use certain safeguards uh, so where you're not alone, where you're not in compromising situations, where you are um, able to to just have some safeguards. I didn't get a chance to finish, uh, so we'll do part four. But I want to I finish dealing with uh, disciplining our flesh and sexual urges. So that's where we'll pick up next week because there's a lot to cover there. And I didn't really get a chance to get into that and finish it. But that's, a, that's, a, that's an area. That's an area we all have to deal with and we all have to safeguard ourselves. And so we are just bringing control. We're bringing discipline to our bodies. We're letting our bodies know who's in charge and we're bringing uh, discipline and control and mastery over our own flesh. So I'm going to just keep calling out areas. That's what the Holy Spirit kind of enlightened my heart, touched my heart to do. He said, call out all of these areas because certain people will hear an area that they've been struggling with. And a light will come on and they'll instantly have the anointing to overcome, to rise up and to overcome that weakness of the flesh where their flesh has been controlling their lives. The same way God did for me. The moment he showed it to me, I rose up and put my flesh under. I put it where it belonged. I, I disciplined myself and brought control to my body in that particular area where the Holy Spirit enlightened my own heart and spirit. And so he wants me to share the same thing with you. I love it. I love it when God deals with me and then have me to turn right around and deal with you. I love that. I love that. <laughs> So we'll do uh, we'll do part 4 next week. We'll close out. We'll close out this series on controlling your flesh. How many of you are beginning to feel greater control or in your flesh right now since you've been hearing these messages? Amen, amen, amen. I want you to go to airjesus.com and you can listen to this message, message number 7456, Controlling Your Flesh, Part 3, in its entirety. You can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. This ends message number 7456 by C. Elijah Bronner. To send this message, controlling your flesh, part 3, number 7456, to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. To listen to the complete series, simply click series on theonlineword.com. This has been message number 7456. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.